our God this morning. Heavenly Father, as we already heard before the, even the preaching of the word, Holy Spirit, you could move amongst us. You could deliver us, Lord. You could save the lost. You could heal the sick. For wherever the presence of God is, the supernatural is being done. So, Father, we invite you to come and take the word of God. Break the bread of life to us, Lord. As you took the little boy's lunch and you broke it to the thousands. We might not be in the thousands, but, Lord, you could break the bread for us. You could speak to us, and you could move us, Lord, a little higher in our experience. Lord, we're just committing the day. We're praying that the word will find an entrance into the hearts of your children. And there will be an eternal effect upon our lives after an encounter with God. This morning we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Nice to see you. You may have your seats. It seems like we haven't seen each other for years. And I know lots of things happen. Well, a week goes by, and we just had camp, and Michael was preaching on Wednesday. And, of course, I, you know, as a daddy, I thought it was a great service. And, um, and then you think, wow, when was camp? I mean, camp was only a few days ago. And uh, it almost feels like it was a month ago already because we pack a lot in, in in a week's time. So after right after camp, I made a trip to the Congo to be with uh, Brother Richard Dioka and the church at Shekinah a Tabernacle. They had their church dedication, and I had the privilege and honor to be there with the saints. Um, I'm, so if you don't mind, I know you won't, I'm going to show you a few slides and uh, maybe it will change your disposition a little bit this morning from being starchy Canadians and starchy Americans into, into uh, a living organism. So I'm going to just go through the slides and, and then I'll, I'll, we'll go to the word. Is that all right? All right. I think the first slide we'll put up, I think it's a little bit of a video. This is just a little bit of worship before the song leader came to lead songs. Hallelujah. There are people that have liberty. That was 42 seconds. That could have gone on for half an hour. And, um, and it, it is a moving experience. It's something to experience if you've never had the privilege to. It, we, um, uh, service that I was ministering, we had over 20,000 people at the, at the church service. And um, it was a, an event uh, I believe the Holy Spirit, I believe the Lord Jesus Christ himself is pleased with, with the, um, just the display of the love, what love can do. Uh, build a church for 20,000 people. And it is an amazing event to see. That is, I came back on the Saturday night. They wanted to take um, myself and Brother David McGeary on a tour of the, of the tabernacle. 
Um, this is after the evening services. It's 10 o'clock at night. There's 20 some odd thousand chairs that have to be moved. There are literally hundreds of sisters that are on their hands and knees washing the floor. And they do that every Saturday night for Sunday morning service. That is a tremendous act and labor of love. And I don't know whether you see the scope of it. I did a pan of it from the, from the corner of the, um, of the platform. And you can see in the distance there's a dark line. Well, that's a balcony. And there's a third balcony at the very back. This is Brother Israel. We know Obed uh, Dioka, but this is Brother Israel, and I love Brother Israel. He is a real joy to be around. That's Brother David McGeary, as you can see. And these are, these are the workers in the, in the back room. These are the brothers that handle the sound and the video. And they said to me, where's Michael? <laughs> that was the first thing. Is Michael with you? Did you hide him? Is he coming? I said, no, he's not coming, and <laughs> I did not hide him. But they have a, a, a love for Michael. We were there a few years ago uh, when we did the youth camp. They did their first youth camp, 7,500 young people, and they worked on the sound system. So uh, this is the brothers. That, if you can imagine a 20,000-saint um, building, bigger than Rogers Arena, and they have to do the sound and the layout. Don't tell me there's not a people that love this message. Brother Darren, you're going to have a great time with these brothers over in glory. That's Brother Obed, of course. And that's just another view from the balcony looking down towards the main sanctuary. Of course, there's a balcony on the other side. Just to give you an idea that the word is definitely have an effect. You say, well, everything happens in North America. Let me just wake you up. Nothing's happening in North America. <laughs> well, maybe something. <laughs> but it's a wonderful, uh, humbling experience. These people love the Lord Jesus. They love this message. And they don't come to church to play church. We had church from 9 o'clock in the morning to past 9 o'clock at night. Yeah, that's a jaw dropper. And not too many of them left their seats. That's uh, uh, looking back on, uh, from the back, back balcony with a shot of uh, Brother David McGeary on one side and Brother Gabriel from South Africa who's moved back to the Congo. He's his interpreter. Isn't heaven going to be glorious? This is glorious. Now, there, are, there is a hallway that actually, like this size, that goes around the perimeter of the, of the church, and that's used for overflow. You can see it. They're not even in the church. They can't even see the preacher. That's outside. There's other churches coming to support the dedication of the Shekinah Tabernacle. 
And uh, it just was an experience of a lifetime for me. You can see the length. I just wanted to give you an idea of the size. And and it's so um, tasteful. It was just so wonderful. (laughs) That is an outside building. But Brother Bram said the character is in the people. And there's a white-haired fellow right there in the middle somewhere. He sticks out a little bit. Brother um, Dioka has a close relationship with Israel. That is a rabbi that came all the way from Israel. Um, he knows uh, Rabbi Richmond. If you want to go into different levels, I think he's a little bit higher. I don't know what their um, levels are. But he knows Brother uh, Richmond or Rabbi Richmond very well. He brought a couple of trees uh, from Israel for Brother Dioka. And there was also uh, a menorah that was built that they wanted to have uh, also outside the church. There he is behind the pulpit. And there's the menorah. There's the oil that they poured in. And the brothers that ministered and the local pastors of the church, I get, I, you know, I... I I didn't know that I was going to be lighting one, but I thought, boy, I hope I get to light the seventh one. (laughs) I got the fifth, all right? (laughs) It it was special. Uh, They filled each, those are little holders, and there's a wick in there, and you light them, and it lights up. Everything was a ceremony. I guess that's the last. But we thank God for Brother Dioka, for the vision of the people at Shekinah Tabernacle, and what they've done with the message, what they've done with the publication of the message. They have translated the, the message in French. They have put it on uh, Folio Views format. You can search the whole message. Uh, I believe it's over 1,200 messages, Brother Timothy. I think it's true that you can search in French that they have done for the kingdom of God. And you wonder why God blesses a people is because they pour themselves out for the word. And Brother Dioka won't hear this in the church at Shekinah Tabernacle won't hear this, but I want to give them some um, note. Uh, note. I just want to give them thanks. So if you just help me give them thanks. If you don't know it, this message is everything. If you don't know it, if you don't know the message this morning, may the Holy Spirit come and make this message alive to you. This message, we say a message. God sent a messenger in this last age to prepare a people for the catching and going away to be with our lovely heavenly bridegroom forever and ever and ever. Don't miss the prophet, because if you miss the prophet, I just hate to tell you, you miss the rapture. And it's, it's true, and I'm not ashamed of it. I'm thankful for it and what it's doing 
for a people around the world. And those are precious saints. And of course, I've got more and more slides to show and of, of the different ones and greetings from various ones to different ones from the Congo. Everybody wanted to be remembered. And by the time you get out of a meeting, you're getting pulled at and you're, and you're you know, Brother Tom, can I have one minute? And you've, I've got a regiment of brothers just pushing me through the crowd because everybody wants a le- just a few seconds so that you could greet somebody for them while well, I'd still be in the Congo. I'd still be in the Congo. And um, I, f- I felt bad, but um, it was, uh, uh, Brother Timothy, I can't thank you enough. Can't thank enough for a people, Sister Chantel. I can't thank enough for the brothers and sisters that have come from such a, a grand, grand location of the gospel. It means so very much to me. Let's stand, please. We'll go to the word. I don't know how, of course, how long we will be. Not that a length tells whether the spirituality of a service. But we'll uh, maybe just go as far as we can and maybe continue next week on part two if, if I don't get as far as I think I can. So you pull, and I'll preach. And uh, we just trust that the Holy Spirit will have his way. Let's bow our heads once more. Heavenly Father, it was uh, a special time for me to see people that haven't much, but they give everything. And then we have much, and I feel so ashamed that we hardly give anything. And Lord, all the pastor needed to say is just let's pray, and a roar took place amongst the people. And then the scripture comes thundering into my ears that it will be the voice of many waters. And Lord, it was a wonder to behold It was marvelous to experience. And so, Lord, as they've labored much in the Congo, Kinshasa, Brother Dioka has labored much, worn out, a wonderful man of God. We pray you'll pour back to them, not just a hundredfold. I just pray that you'll pour heaven down. I pray heaven will be in every service. And God, that you will meet the needs of the people, whatever it would be. This morning, we find ourselves in the house of God here at Cloverdale. And so, Lord, that same one that visited them, would it visit us? Lord, would there be something pitter-pattering within our own hearts, saying, I want to worship you, the true and living God. Lord, it's not a mind game. It's a worship that comes out of the abundance of our heart, to love you and to worship you, the true and living God. Truly, you're alive. And Father, we ask that you come and once again open the word to us in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, with your Bibles in hand, let's please turn to, I've got a couple of scriptures. Uh, Matthew chapter 15. Matthew 15, verse 38. I'm sorry, Mark 15. Mark 15. Verse 38. 
like to speak on the unveiled Christ. The unveiled Christ. Mark chapter 15, verse 38. And the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. Maybe we could read verse 37 and 38 again. And Jesus cried with a loud voice, gave up the ghost, and the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. You may have your seats. And then having your seats, turn to Matthew chapter 27, please. Matthew chapter 27. Quick turnaround time. I, f- I left Monday morning right after camp. Got on a plane, arrived Tuesday night. Brother Dioka took the opening service, then I took the evening service of the next night. And then we went through the week and then came home. And by the time your clock got switched over there, I'm, ba- I'm back on the plane coming back. So, you know what? For me, the air travel with the air, I, got a, I don't get sinus problems, but I don't know whether it's the air in the plane or whatever. So I don't have too much of a strong voice this morning. So maybe I'll just take a little bit slower, if possible. So in reading in Matthew chapter 27, verse 28. Matthew 27, verse 28. We're just going to skip some scriptures as we go, just to get a little point across. And they stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. And when they had plaited a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head and a reed in his right hand, and they bowed the knee before him, mocking him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. Can you imagine when that gets replayed? Can you imagine when that gets replayed? They spit on him, and they took the reed and smote him on the head. Can you imagine when that gets played back? And after that, they mocked him, took the robe off of him, and put his own raiment on him and led him away to crucify him. Verse 35. And they crucified him. And parted his garments, casting lots, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet. They parted my garments among them. Upon my vesture did they cast lots. And sitting down, they watched him there. And set up over his head his accusation written, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. 45, now the sixth hour was, there was darkness over all the land unto the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Christ Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabbathani. That is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And some of them stood there when they heard that and said, this man calleth for Elias. Straightway, one of them, 
ran and took a sponge and filled it with vinegar, put it on a reed and gave him to drink. The rest said, let be, let us see whether Elias will come to save him. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. And the earth did quake and the rocks rent. And the graves were opened and many bodies of the saints which slept rose and came out of the grave after his resurrection and went into the city and appeared unto many. Now when the centurion and they that were with him watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things that were done, they feared greatly, saying, Truly, this was the Son of God. I believe we can say, Truly, He is the Son of the living God. We don't have to look too far in history and people uh, throughout time They so often hear of history, and then as history is being fulfilled, it just becomes history. Missing the fact of what is happening, missing the now, and then the now, when the now happens in just a few minutes, from the now becomes history. So right now is the now, But when I read the scripture, now that was history. So we don't want to keep looking back to history. We want to start seeing the God of the now. The God that's present right now amongst us. That promised and said, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I will be in their midst. Because he's an ever-present God and he's the great I am. He's not just the past, he's the present, and he's the future. But I don't want to live in the past. I want to live in the present. I want to live in the present to go to the future. Because past is already over. You've already got thoughts already before the service. That's past. Let's get into the present. Let's get into the now and see what that God could do for me now. Brother Bram said in the message indictment, he said, Christ is God's provided lamb. Notice how appropriate it is now, showing that Jerusalem was ceasing. It was in effect until that hour. So every lamb that was slain until that time was an effect to cover people's sins. But once we came to Calvary, it was in non-effect. It was over for them. All they were doing was tradition. So everything up to the time of Calvary, it was in effect. But once Calvary came, it didn't have any effect. It didn't even have any meaning anymore. Everybody's still with me. 
When it was an effect, it was an effect until that hour. The blood of the lamb was all right until that day. And now at the crucifixion, it changed. The old system was done. Can I, I just don't want to go way ahead of myself right now. So any idea you had from your past religious systems are done. They have no effect. You can't bring any of the old ways into this way. It's over. And people don't get it, saints. Say, well, I came into the message and I heard Brother Branham and, and what he preached here agreed with what we already believed. Really? Really? Brother Branham said his message now was to tie up all the loose ends and bring forth Christ. The unveiled Christ. It was the denominational veil that was veiling the presence of God. And the prophet was on the scene, used of God to tear denominational veils down. Is everybody still with me? But let me say to you, saints, even as the message has moved on, people are building veils. Self-made man veils. Hiding the very Christ that a messenger came to unveil. And thus, we can have our own one-man denominations. That is why, saints of God, the importance of this message is, say what he said. Don't add your thought to it. Let the Holy Spirit make it real to you. God interprets his own word. He doesn't need me to interpret it. You let God interpret the word of God. You just receive it and believe it. And let that Christ become a reality to you. Remember now, the lamb was all right. The slaying of the lamb was all right until that day. The crucifixion changed. The old system's done. Now there's a new one. The lamb was at the sacrifice. The lamb, the sacrificed lamb, was on the grounds. They were condemning and doing the very thing they had to do. Still. He said, God be blessed for seeing this wonderful heavenly light in this last day. Because the churches are doing exactly the same thing. Until the hour organization religion is condemned and proved to be sacrificing Christ's words. From then on, the word and only the word. It's the word and only the word. From the old paschal lamb passed away Christ our lamb at the day of crucifixion. 
And at that day, he said, the denominations has crucified the word of God and have accepted a creed instead of the word. And how many of us were kept back from the veiled Christ when it had been already unveiled? I didn't have the blessing or the privilege to be in a, in a meeting where a prophet was present. Didn't have that. But I had gone to a few churches looking for God. But when I went to them, I never saw God. And now understand why I didn't see God. Because it was veiled. Praise the Lord. You Listen, a seed wants to see God. Amen. Balcony, the seed of God wants to see God. Amen. We don't want to see a tradition. We don't want to see church. We want to see God. Amen. Not in the past, in the present. Amen. That's why you did go from church to church. Couldn't find God because it was their veil. That was hiding the God from you. You understand that? Just so that I'm not just the only one this morning. How many went from church to church looking for God? You can stick it way up high. Just for other people to know. Went from church to church to church. Where's God? You couldn't find him because he was veiled. But God had already unveiled him. And that seed in you cannot be satisfied with a veiled Christ. Come on, say with me now. The seed of God cannot be satisfied with a veiled Christ. We can only be satisfied with an unveiled God. That's why we couldn't be born in the days of Moses or in the days of Solomon. We couldn't stand it. Because if Mike Gagne was the high priest, there would be only one going in this Shekinah glory. And I'd have to say, Mike, move aside. Move aside. We weren't born. To be outer court people. Do you understand? We aren't born to be inner court people. We are born to be in the holiest of holies where the Shekinah dwells. God ripped the veil. If we got a veil of tradition that we have been building up, I sit in this seat, I raise my hand once. Tear that veil down. Let the glory come down amongst the people. We don't want dead children coming to this church. Finding a veiled God and not being, not being able to see an unveiling of God. And all of a sudden, some of our little children look up and their daddies are yawning where other brothers are raising their hand and glorifying God. 
was Brother Bram said, you come by church by tradition. Tradition. We go to church because that's what we're supposed to do on Sunday. Tradition. We need that traditional veil, and God sent a message in this hour, the same God that ripped it at the time of Jesus, ripped the veil again so that you and I could dwell into that holy place. And if you don't want to go, Ricard, I'll tell you what, give me your number. Give me your number. Whoever doesn't want to go in, just give me your number. I love Shekinah. I love the glory of God. Because even if I'm a dry stick, I'm going to bud. Yeah, I see some of you dry. Some of you are so dry. But I know in the presence of Shekinah, you're going to bud. You're going to blossom. You're going to bring forth fruit. And what you're feeding on will never be maggot written. It's heavenly manna that stays in the presence of the king, never to rot. It's a living word. It's a living word. Praise the Lord. Praise God for a, a veil that was rent. Brother Bram then turns around and said, they'll go behind that veil was death at that time before the rending. But after the time of the rending, to not go in is death. And so then I, I, I got to believe I'm with a group of people that says, Brother Tom, I want to go all the way. I don't want tradition of Cloverdale Bible Way. I want the Holy Spirit that births people at Cloverdale Bible Way to be my God. And to be a living God. They rejected the word. They rejected the word. Jesus was the word. They rejected the word. They rejected him. He says, and that's exactly what they're doing today. That's exactly what they're doing today. We say, well, Brother Branham, he was a messenger. Just one second here. What are you talking about? Brother Branham was a messenger here. Brother Branham was the word manifested. Is that true? Malachi 4 was laying right there for thousands of years. It was the spoken word of God. It was the Logos himself wrote that word. And because the Logos is thought and concept, there has to be manifestation. Glory. So then in God's great thought, and he penned down, behold, I will send Darren, Elijah the prophet, before the great and dreadful day of the Lord. I'll sell Eleanor, Elijah, the prophet. Who is you? Thank you, Sisterina. That's me. Whenever I read it, behold, I send Tom Ray. I don't know about you folks, 
but I know God sent Malachi 4 for me. That was the thought of God written on the Word of God, manifested by God. Glory! Don't you ever say, oh, it's just William Brandon was a me- just a messenger. Just a second. He was more than just a messenger. He was the manifestation of the thought of God made manifest. He was the manifested word living before a dying generation, ripping the veil of denominationalism so that you and I can go within the veil. what they're doing today Michael Jesus Christ the same yesterday today and forever that's exactly what they're doing today when they reject Malachi 4 they're med- they are rejecting God because every thought of God is a God thought and to reject one thought of God because he can either add or take away one word. Your name shall be stricken off the Lamb's book of life. So now we're talking about word and we're getting down to the nitty gritty. To reject that one word puts you in a category that I wouldn't want to be in. And I'm not preaching to those kind of people this morning. So I will preach to the people that it, where it has meaning. So they reject the word the same today. I don't want you to miss this. He was the word. And when they rejected him, they rejected the word. When they rejected him, they crucified him. So in the rejection is the crucifying. They start rejecting you as a people. Watch them start to crucify you. Yeah, well, can I even call it murder you? Because that's what they did to Jesus. Brother Brown said, you speak against somebody's character, that's murder. So then to reject the God in you will cause a crucifixion again. Oh, but they're religious. They were religious in Jesus' day. Come on. Oh, but they were friends of mine. I don't know how many friends Gabriel. Huh? I don't know how many friends Joseph of Arimathea had. I don't know. But he did take the way with the Lord's despised few. And I don't walk my walk because of my friends. Let me hit this part here. I do not walk this walk because what my friends think. Just a second. Just a second. Maybe they'll get it over here. I do not walk this walk because of what my friends think. I walk this walk because God made himself real to me. Jesus came by to me. I don't believe in the doctrines of man. 
I don't care what people think about this message. I don't care about airplanes. I don't care about they think Brother Bram's coming back. I do not care. I care to what God makes real to me. I don't want you to miss this. When they rejected the word, they crucified the word. We say, well, we are the word made flesh today. This is what the scripture says. And our names are seen within redeemed. Do we sing the song? So to reject the word is to crucify the word. And when they rejected him, they finally crucified him. And that's what they've done today, rejected the word of God and accepted their creed. And they crucify him publicly. Internet. Publicly. Doesn't the Bible say that one day they will shout your sins upon the housetops? I think those, you know, what we think on the shout of the housetops a little bit different than what we think it is. I believe it comes right down into your household and the nonsense and the garbage people feed on. Listen, saints, there's only one thing I want to feed on. You feed on this. Unfortunately, in traveling, you see a lot of garbage. And if the people want to feed on that garbage... They are being prepared for hell. I heard an ad, an ad that blew my mind. You know, I, I, I skip it. Ad, I don't want to see an ad. And it's of, of, of now there's this new thing for the girls to wear all these shorts. It's a new thing now. New thing. They should have been where Ken and I grew up in the 60s. Crazy stuff. But now it's all back. And now there's an uproar because actually moral people don't want that. Moral. Sure, there's got to be some lots whose righteous soul is grieved. There's got to be those. Sure, there's those. Let them have that part, okay? Let them have that. But the theme of the song is bad girls live wild, die early. And people think they're just watching, watching an advertisement. Bad girls live wildly and die early. And you wonder why suicide rate is up. I'll tell you, parents, you better get involved to what your children are watching, what they are seeing. And you need to either get a hammer out, a crowbar out. I don't care what you got to get out. Get them a flip phone. Oh, I know, I just won the popularity prize of Cloverdale Bible Way. But I'll tell you, saints, that's just a minor thing. And they're feeding suicide and garbage. And young men are feeding on the Delilah of Laodicea. Young women are feeding on the advertisement of garbage, filling their minds with nonsense. And barely having time to listen to thus saith the Lord. Satan is veiling again. 
But I want to say to you, moms and dads and high priests, rip those veils. You might think, Israel, I'm a little bit old-timer. Listen, I might be an old-timer in body, but I'm a young-timer on the inside. One brother, after I preached in Congo, says, how, how strong are you? I go, what? He was, a brother was sitting beside me. He says, I need four days rest after I preach like that. I said, well, you need to travel with Murphy. Saints of God, listen, we are more fervent. Hey, is Satan out now? No, 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 listen. Listen, listen, listen. Can, you, can, can, can we digress just a, just a little bit? Can we just digress a bit? We know the natural type spiritual, okay? Do we, do, do we know that, Jeff? Brother Bram taught us that in Countdown. Told us about the horse and buggy age. Told us about the airplane age. Told us about the astronaut age. Where's the next age? Who is in heavenly places in another kingdom? I'm past Pentecost. I'm past Pentecost. I'm in another dimension. I'm in a heavenly place where I don't even want to come down from that heavenly place. Yes, you can live in that place and this place. Brother Branham did. He was showing us we can do that. We can do that. But we see that today, how many looked on their phone? Oh, don't get bound up. I did. For your latest email. <laughs> you mean it wasn't delivered by Pony Express? Nobody came to your door with a horse tied up to your rail and a little saddlebag and here's a message for you, sir. Thank you very much. Was that message delivered to you this morning by that? No, why? We've moved on. Oh, no, no. Darren, did you get a teletype? Everybody know what a teletype is? <laughs> a little wire note. Stretched around the country. Did it, dot, dot, did, 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 dot. So you move from horse and pony to the did, dot, 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 dot. Man, that ruined it. There was no more horse and pony anymore. So then we move from the did, dot, dot, did, dot, 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 did, dot into the telegrams, telexes. Then we got into the typewriters. Wow. And the big day came when, you remember those four sheets with the black paper? There's only a few of us left. <laughs> you put the black paper in, huh? And you type on, click, 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 and you made a mistake. Rip. The paper basket, more paper in that basket. More trees were ruined because of the typewriter. Then it went from that to the, the, the uh, what do they call it, Ken? You'd help me on that. It's the select typewriter with the ball on it. Hmm? With a correct tape on it. 
if you put an E instead of an A, it lifted the E off and put an A there, and we were just so happy. <laughs> we were so thrilled. So we bypassed the Pony Express. We've gone past the Telegram now, the Telex. Now we're down to the select typewriter. Then we got the fax machine. Oh. <laughs> Ken and I used to have some proposals that had to go into Vancouver. We had to be able to have them all typed up in the office before 1 o'clock so we can get and beat rush hour, get into Vancouver, get our proposal on the table. But then when the facts came, we had two more hours. <laughs> and we could fax the offering. So it just kept, keeps on moving. How many remember the first calculator that you got? I do. Christmas came. I got a calculator. I didn't have to do one plus one, two plus two. It actually did it for 250 bucks. When it first came out, there were 250 bucks. Now they give it away at the checkout counter. If you buy so much goods, here's your extra. Huh? You see how technology is going here? Does anybody want to go back to that? Ah, oh, but then we got our, a new 8088 computers. How big were the floppy disks at those times, Darren? 500K? Something? No. 250? <laughs> Who knows? You could play, you know, frisbee with them. And we thought we were so advanced, and we said one day, oh, can you imagine? There will be a day where we'll be able to get all of 1963 and the church age book on one computer. There will be that day. That, wouldn't that be amazing? And we can search from 63 to the church age book? Doesn't that sound archaic now? Because a lot of the young people say, I didn't even know where you're coming from, Brother Tom. How about if you found another calculator instead of plus minus and hey, you had sine, cosine and all the logarithms on it, that was really something to have. You should show that off in physics 11. <laughs> no more slide rule for me. A lot of you people don't even know what a slide rule is. Yeah, so that's okay. So technology has moved on and has not stopped. You're with me thus far. We've made that point, and thus we've digressed. So then, if natural types the spiritual, do we want to go back to history of 10 years ago? Or do we want to move on and say, oh, God, you're the one that's unveiled. Would you unveil yourself within my life on a daily basis? On a daily basis. Won't you walk with me, Jesus? Won't you talk to me, Lord Jesus? Won't you commune with me, Lord Jesus? That we could say deeper, deeper in the love of Jesus. Deeper. Not satisfied with the Pony Express no more. Deeper. 
Because what was a messenger sent to do was to unveil Christ, and that unveiling brings us to him. And the two are becoming one. The two are becoming one. And I don't want to go back to 1975. Wonderful year I got saved. But Brother Ram said, I never got saved in 1975. I was saved before the foundation of the world. That only showed that I always, always had eternal life. The unveiled Christ. Oh, he says, here is the light. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Forsake your creeds. Believe his word. This is the truth. Everybody listening to me. This is the truth. Can you hear amen? Amen. That would have been a roar in Kinshasa. This is the truth. Amen. This is the truth. The word is the truth. Jesus said, my words, they're spirit and they are life. How are you going to receive life if you reject life? How are you going to receive life if you reject life? And life is in his word. So then people, because life isn't in them, start to create a veil. A veil of tradition. God help us. God help us. If it took God to rend the veil at the day at Calvary, and it took a prophet in this generation to rent the denominational veils today, it will take God to rent a veil that we can go within the veil. How are you going to receive life when you reject life? How are you going to take in a dogma? Incredible as time goes on. People lift themselves up in revelation, thinking there's something when we're nothing. And my, my pat answer to that is, well, I, you know, I'm taking the place of the eighth messenger. I'm, I'm, I, my pat answer is, where were you before Malachi 4 came? Where were the mud daubers? Where was Dason before Moses? Where was Korah before Moses? Where was Abram before Moses? They were in the mud pit. And we would be in the mud pit if it wasn't for this Christ. Don't ever lift yourself up. The way up is down. Lord, show me more of your grace. I don't want yesterday's manna. I am in the inner veil. And I'm eating on the body word of the Son of Man. Don't you get this message down to tradition. Don't you get it coming down to Sunday and barely come on a Wednesday night. You come expecting God to speak to you through the word. Oh, it's just Brother Tom. You better look past the veil. It's a badger skin, all right, and he's got his problems. Don't you worry. 
It's just Brother Tim. Just Brother John. Just Brother Biscoll. We're badger skin. But by the grace of God, he tore our badger skin. Hallelujah. We need to see Christ. We need to see Shekinah. Amen, Daniel. This is worth fighting for. This is worth fighting for, Abigail. We don't want a God of our mind. We want a God of our heart. We want to serve him with all our heart, all our mind, and all my soul, and all my strength. But God wants a heartfelt religion. Don't you start messing around with your own mind. Michael did a wonderful job on that on Wednesday night, taking the greatest battle ever fought. You need to get those flus blown out of your mind. I'm a pretty good guy. No, you're not. Nobody's good. Not one except Jesus. Well, my mom and dad's a deacon, or my mom and dad's a trustee, or my mom and dad's a preacher. That has nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. In fact, I see more of them fall than anybody. That has nothing to do with it. Everything to do with Jesus Christ and his walk with you and your walk with him. Won't you walk with me, Jesus? Don't ever leave me alone. Don't ever take your hand upon my life. Hallelujah. The word is true. My words are spirit and they are life. To reject the word is to reject life. How are you going to take in dogma, which is death and not the word of life? Why would you do that? Brother Mark, he's a good example. We need to hear Brother Mark's testimony. I love his testimony. One of the biggest or big denominations or groups of people, head musician, gifted to the max, but the church was full of adultery, if I remember correctly. Why? Denominational veil. Come to church, this is what we do. This is how we act. This is what we say. I play the same songs, band on the same piano. Same third one. That third song is going to be always going to be what? I'm, not, I'm just making an allegory. It's not what you do. But it can become tradition. And people try to put this message down. When it's the very life that's going to put you in heaven. And there's only one thing that I know that puts life down, and that's the devil himself. But you're speaking against my grandparents or my mother or father. Listen, Jesus just turned around and said, get behind me, Satan. Thou savorest not the things of God. Don't take... Dogma. I always look at it, the person that's trying to put something down and then say, let me see your life. Yeah, that, that's, that's all I say. And, I, and I, see, I just see a mess. 
And I say, whatever you got, I don't want. Whatever you got, I don't want. I want the word. So now Jesus said, let every man's word be a? Should we repeat that again? I don't think it's been used for a long time. And I think it'd be great for everybody to understand this. And this is true. Let every man's word be a? And every dogma a? lie. Let every man's word be a lie. Let every dogma be a lie. But let God's word be true. And the church said, Amen. Amen. Let the word be true. Repent. How many repented? The Bible says, Repent. I repented. Turn around. I turned around. Be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I was baptized. And you shall be filled with the Holy Ghost. That's true. You want another true? My sheep hear my voice. And a stranger they shall not follow. True. True. So what happened at Calvary? What happened at Calvary? It made a way for men to have fellowship with God again. What Adam lost in the garden was being restored back to man. I was born to live before the fall. So the Logos, we say the Logos. And don't get lost in the word Logos. Logos isn't complicated. The Logos became flesh, Brother Bram said. It was the entire fountain dwelt in him, the flesh, the Logos of God. God came down in the image of man to what? To redeem man. So it was the love of God that made himself flesh. So love is not an emotion. I got the love of God. Let me just say something to you. Love is not an emotion that God's dealing with. Love is action. He laid down his life. He proved his love. Only perfect love can enter there. Hope comes back and tells Brother, Brother Brown. He said, Bill, everything that you preached... He hadn't preached the token yet. Okay, really quiet. But what he preached on was the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost is perfect love because it's God himself. It's an action, not an emotion. Only perfect love will enter there. Action. It's an action to his word. So the Logos, which is a thought of God, which is the concept of God, became manifested in the man, Christ Jesus. Amen. 
created in himself, Brother Bram said, a body to redeem fallen man. Heaven and earth hugged. Brother Mark, if you don't write a song on this, I'm going to be a songwriter. Heaven and earth hugged and kissed each other when the Logos became flesh and dwelt among us. Poetry. Poetry. We still all right for time? All right. When he reached down his hand for me. (laughs) What was he doing? Providing a way for us lost Gentiles. Sirs, we shall see Jesus. We want to see Jesus. Brother Bram said they could not see Jesus in in his humanity. He was sent to the lost sheep of Israel. But that, that day at Calvary. Come on. At that day at Calvary. Sirs, can we see Jesus? Why? He was the Savior of the world. Hallelujah. They were just jumping the gun, so to speak. Jumped ahead. But if they just would have continued on, and a lot of people just don't continue on. They want to get it all now. I want more of Jesus. More and more and more. More today than I did yesterday. More tomorrow than I had today. Is that okay with everybody? You still on my... Can I read a, a song? I, I wish I was a singer. My wife got it all. I didn't get anything. On Calvary's brow, my Savior died. Twas there my Lord was crucified. Twas on the cross he bled for me and purchased there my pardon free. Oh, Calvary! Dark Calvary, where Jesus shed his blood for me. Oh, Calvary, blessed Calvary. Twas there my Savior died for me. Mid-rendering rocks and darkened skies, my Savior bowed his head and died. The opening veil. The opening veil revealed the way to divine, to life divine, an endless day. Did they have a revelation in their day? Oh, what a revelation. The opening veil revealed the way to life divine, an endless day. The veil was rent for you and I to dwell in the glory of God. And then a prophet preaches the mighty God unveiled before us. The unveiling of God. Who is this Melchizedek? The great high priest that dwelt in the glory of the Shekinah. Come on in. 
Come on in. The, rail's been, the veil's been rent. Why don't you turn to Hebrews chapter 10. Shekinah unending is all I long for into the chamber be free holy spirit isn't that what you long for <laughs> Hebrews chapter 10 Reading at verse 12. Well, let's go for 10, and I, I want to make a point on verse 12. By which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ. What the Bible says? No more lambs. No more oxen. No more sheep. No more slaughter. But now the body of Christ was offered for you and I once and for all. And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never take away sin. Think of it. They were offered thousands a hundred and twenty-two thousand sheep were slaughtered at Samuel or Solomon's temple dedication. Blood was flowing everywhere, but it could not take sin away. But then came Jesus. Brother John, then came Jesus, the Lamb of God not only takes your sin away, annihilates your sin. Once and for all. So every time the devil comes your way and said, you did this, you did not do that. God doesn't remember it, so why do you? Did you put it under the blood? If it's under the blood, it's forgiven, forgotten. Can you say Amen. The devil says, you did this, you did this. I say, I did not, I did not. I confessed it. I put it under the blood. I'm not under the Old Testament. I'm in the New Testament. And under the New Testament, my Bible says that my Jesus once and for all took away my sin. which could never take away sin. But can we read verse 12 together? But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God from henceforth expecting until his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering... He hath perfected. 
Now, I, I know preachers will say, you know, say this word after me, and that's sort of, mm, I, I don't know whether I like that or not, but today I like it. <laughs> say perfected. Perfect. Me. me. Sorry for doing that. If I repent, that'll be all right, right? So for by one offering, he has perfected for what? forever forever them that are sanctified oh I want to give him a praise offering this morning oh I want to give him a praise offering this morning hallelujah hallelujah glory Michael said, I want to beat the devil. I want to beat the devil myself. It's about time we start beating down on the devil. How do you do it? By the word of God. You take it by the word. I am perfected forever. One man's offering, the Lord Jesus Christ himself. My God and Savior came, and Jesus was his name. For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. Here's another translation for you. For by one offering, for by one offering, he hath perfected forever and has completely cleansed those that are being sanctified or bringing each believer, are you ready? To the completion of of their maturity. So he sees you already perfect and mature. Not in your little immaturities that you have in your little squabbles. Even though the devil plays on you, that needs to stop. Because as you mature, it does stop. My, my boys don't argue over their toy trucks no more. They're in their late 30s. When I was a child, I spake as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. So God sees us through the perfecting of his word to our complete maturity. The blood does it all. The blood does it all. The open veil revealed the way to life divine and endless day. I know we sing the words different here, but this was the original, so I'll stick with the original. And maybe this one's wrong. I don't know. But I like it anyway. A few more minutes? Somebody said to me the other day, why do you preachers always say, give me five minutes and take an hour? (laughs) I, I, I was smart enough to say nothing. So can you give me some time? <laughs> oh, do you love the word? I love the word. You know, I mean, that's what we live for, isn't it? We're going to go out there at McDonald's, and you're going to see all a bunch of nonsense out there, and you're going to do that and say, yuck. But oh, I love the Shekinah glory. Oh, I love the presence of God, and I love to see young men in their vigor and strength serving God and not the devil. Love to see young ladies in the beauty of holiness. 
Love to see it. I love to see families sitting together, showing the devil that they're still families. Amen. Keep them tight to you. I don't get the ones that got them all over the place. I was with somebody the other day. I can't wait till my kids grow up and leave. (laughs) They're talking to the wrong person. I said, I'd give anything to have all mine back. (laughs) Everything. Absolutely, unequivocally, everything. And I'll even take everybody. But we'd have to live in a tent. (laughs) I love the word. I love what it does. I love what it's doing. I see what the world's doing, and I see what unbelief is doing. And I see them spiraling to a devil's hell. But I see another people that are getting caught up and getting carried away, Brother David. They're getting caught up. They're getting carried away. And one moment will be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. That's the hour I'm living for. That's why I assemble with a group of people such as you. We have that same common love and fervor and vision. He hath perfected forever. So we don't rely then on our works or what we've done or what I can do or look what I did in the church. It has nothing to do what you've done. Just do all that you can. Don't be a freeloader. I see how hard different ones work around this church. And I seen, I, 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 I'm sorry I didn't pick it out. There was a panorama of Shekinah Tabernacle. Did you see those blue chairs stacked up? Can you imagine 20,000 chairs or how many that were stacked up? Not 500. And they do it every Saturday night. And the sisters on their hands and knees polishing the floor. Getting it clean for Sunday. I thought that would be the response I'd get. Hmm. Can you imagine if we all showed up on a Saturday night here how clean this church would be? Hmm. Thus, I digress. Forgive me. So it's not what we do, even though we do. It's upon the sacrifice of Christ and believing that it is a perfect substitution. It was accepted by God, so it was a perfect substitution. So then Brother Bram said, by that being a perfect substitution, he sees you through the blood that is perfect. And he doesn't see a flaw. So when Jesus Christ died on Calvary and the veil was rent, it opened a way. The high priest himself made a way for you to live in Shekinah, unending. Mid-rendering rocks and darkened sky. Don't forget Calvary, saints. 
my Savior bowed his head and died. The opening veil revealed the way to life divine and endless day. We rely on the sacrifice of Christ. He was the perfect substitute for us. And he was accepted by God. So we may safely stand where sin was once a part of our lives has now been smitten by the acceptance of the sacrifice. Then if there had been any sin on us, it's been washed from us. You are now washed and cleansed and justified and accepted in the beloved. I don't know about you, that, pre- that was music to my ears. That was music to my ears. So now you've been washed. Jeriah, washed. Cleansed. Fully justified. And accepted now in the beloved. So now that we've been accepted and now we're born again by the Word of God, the Bible calls us kings and priests. Where do priests dwell? In the presence of the king. So then that veil was opened and gives us the privilege to be in his presence. I put here, we're not housebreakers. We're not sneaking in. We can boldly go into the glory of God through the blood of the Lamb because we've been called. And if we are kings and priests, then we must fulfill our office as a priest. Fulfill it. So the great Logos of God, the Word of God, love himself was made flesh. Love did it to redeem fallen man and bring him back to fellowship where Adam, what Adam lost. There is a land of milk and honey. Remember that ribbon bill revealed the way to life, divine, and endless day. It just doesn't stop by just going in the veil. We can go all the way. And we don't stop just two steps in and look back. Who wants to go back? Once you're in the presence of God, who wants to go back? The open veil revealed the way to endless joy. Or life divine and endless day. Then we have a prophet who comes on the scene and shows us that the high priest is here. Glory. He said, who did she touch? I'm 20. Now, notice how he says that. I'm 20 feet from her. 
Who is speaking? <laughs> I believe the high priest was speaking. Because we could not live in Luther's day. We couldn't live in days gone by. We couldn't live in history. We have to live in the now. The God of the present. The God that is here this morning. He's not two feet from me. You talk about an open veil. Denominational veil, Ernie. You're Trinity broadcasting. I, I, you know what? You bless me every time I see you. I cannot believe such a fine man like you was in that nonsense. But because you were a seed, they veiled God from you. And that's what drew you. The only reason I said that, I just looked up for a song, song, and up comes one of the, you know, and I, I don't know what, I think they have wheelbarrowfuls of makeup. I mean, more bangles were hanging down. More makeup was on their head. I don't know how many wigs they wear at one time. And, and people accept that. If that's their deep, that's fine. But my deep called for a prophet to come on the scene and let me know that there was a high priest that was present. The veil has been rent. And if the veil's been rent, where is Melchizedek? He must be amongst us, Brother Frank. He must be amongst us. Hallelujah. <laughs> so I'll close with this scripture. Second Peter 1 and 1. For an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into an everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Nobody could read that scripture like we could read that scripture this morning. If you want to, why don't you turn to it and then we'll close with it. So, Second Peter 1 and 11. Everybody there? The Bible says, For so an entrance shall be ministered unto who? Thank you. That was the right answer. For an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We have to read in the present. Read in the present. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly. Year after year, a prophet comes on the scene and starts to unveil the mighty God. And we can say then, Brother Tom, for an entrance has been ministered unto us abundantly. Not sparingly, abundantly. Abundantly. 
abundantly into an everlasting kingdom. Thus, another translation, thus there will be richly and abundantly provided for you. I love this part here. An entry into an eternal kingdom. This unveiled word has been opened for you to walk into an eternal kingdom. You've been praying thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven for years. But can we say this day, in this hour, a messenger came to give us an entrance. An entrance into this kingdom. For God has abundantly provided for you an entry into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we thought, Brother Larry, when we were in that house, we were just coming to Bible Way House, but God was giving us entry. Entry into an eternal kingdom. You just thought you came to church, Brother Andy. Nice to see you. I've missed you since camp. Man, I miss seeing you across the street from me. But maybe we'll have our houses close together. <laughs> uh, Andy, he was a wonderful, uh, you know, he was, a, uh, you're just a big kid. <laughs> I saw you playing with those bo- boys and arrows, but I've heard good reports. The boys enjoyed themselves. Thank you. Thank you, all you counselors, as Michael said. It was wonderful. But I love what the message produces. We didn't just come to church this morning to hear a minister minister, but we're being ministered into an entry of an eternal kingdom. And we've had a prophet introducing to you the king priest himself. Who is this Melchizedek? Oh, how I love Jesus. Don't you? Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first Love me to me. You are so wonderful to me. You are so wonderful to me. You are so wonderful. Because ye love me, oh, how I love thee, and oh, how I 
stand and worship. You just do what you want, saints. Because he love me. There is a name I love to hear. There is a name I love to hear. him saints just glorify the king this morning oh how i love him and
Let's just bow our heads this morning. I would love to give an opportunity maybe for someone that says, Brother Tom, I want to go to that unending day. And there indeed has been an entrance been opened up to me this morning. Maybe as it was for you 43 years ago. For Jesus said, I am the door to the sheepfold. And maybe you haven't come through that door and you want to break into that endless day. And you say, Brother Tom, I haven't made that decision yet, but I want to make that decision. And you just want to raise up your heart and hand to him. I don't need to see it. Nobody needs to see it. Jesus needs to see it. Deeper, 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 Lord, in the love of Jesus. May I go higher, higher every day, Lord. Father, your children have gathered this morning not to hear words of man, for they will fail, but to hear the words of God. And I trust, Lord, that the word has ministered to the soul. Father, we're on a great journey, and that journey started for all of us at Calvary. From Calvary, Lord, we're breaking into that unending day. And an entrance has been opened to us, Lord, to lead us, guide us, great shepherd, every step of the way. Maybe someone here has grown cold, but they want the fire of God to be rekindled, Lord. That their love for you would not be a tradition. But Lord, it would be an expression. Whoa, how I love Jesus. Because you first loved me, you gave your life for me. You redeemed me. Heavenly Father, I pray you'll go out and seek your own. Deal with the hearts of men and women. For we're knowing now we're coming down to the closing hours of time. Lingering, Lord, maybe for that last predestinated seed, wherever it be. Whether it be in the Congo, whether it be in Europe, Lord, doesn't matter to us. China, we just want to go to that endless day to be with you. Our rightful position as priests and kings into that Shekinah unending. Lord, I just pray that your presence now will go with your people. Bless them mightily, Lord, in the days ahead. We ask in the name of Jesus Christ for your glory. Amen. Amen. Can we sing that little chorus, Shekinah? Shekinah unending? Into the chamber. Into the chamber. Be free, Holy Spirit.
one more time. Lord, into Be free, Lord, with us. Burn out the dross, Lord. Do what you must. Turn around and shake one another's hand. Live for that endless day. For truly an entrance has been opened up for you. Let's walk through it. Let's live in it. And may God bless you as individuals and as our families. Till we meet again, shalom and God be with you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.